welcome to the Pro Wrestling with Unity podcast and we have got an absolute banger lined up for you tonight with four very, very special guests. We're going to take a look behind the scenes of all things Wigan Athletic with past and present members who are going to give us hopefully some good stories, some good memories and a few of their favourite times at the Latics. So we have uh, Nick Taylor. Nick, how are you doing? Hi, Simon. Thanks for having me on. I'm great, thank you. We've got Bernard Platt on. Bernard, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Simon. Thanks for asking us on, pal. Not a problem at all. Tommy Gore, Tommy, the voice of uh, Wigan Athletic, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you, Simon. How's everybody there? I think we're all doing all doing all right. We've got all the rest of the podcast crew on, but I'll not uh, go through them because you'll, you'll get fed up of hearing them. And finally, we've got Ash Horton. Ash, how are things with you? Hi, Simon. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for asking me on. I think you've undersold Tommy there, by the way, the voice of Wigan Athletic. A few hundred games as well. We'll give him that. It's just Tommy that's played 400 games 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm, I'm going to literally just kick you guys off and then hopefully just listen to some tales of... Um, you know, days gone by, pre-season, match days. I know Tommy's mentioned Lincoln uh, away in a previous uh, podcast. Um, we'll start with you, Ash. What's it like being working with these guys? You've all worked together, spent many, many games together, probably travelled down in the same cars to away games. What's it like working with these guys? Oh, it, it, it's great. It's great, Simon, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely loved it, the years we've had. It's funny because you mentioned Lincoln there. I, I knew that invariably this podcast would come back to my driving. Like, I knew that would be the point we'd get to pretty early on as well. So, yeah, it, it, we've had some fun times. Yeah, some interesting journeys up and down the country over, yeah, quite a few years. And, uh, yeah, memories for life, definitely. But, they, they are, yeah, some incredibly funny times. Um, it's not, I don't think it's for me to deliver the Lincoln story. I think Tommy and Nick are probably better placed to deliver that story than me because my recollection of it will probably make me quite emotional as well. So, <laughs> well, just briefly, I think we said we've spoken about it in a previous podcast, Simon, but very briefly, we the game finished, and as, as usual, we're always last to leave the ground for some reason or other. They're throwing us out and locking the gate as we walk out the door. And I think we left the ground at about five past ten. And at about 25 to 11, we were back on the car park at Lincoln. God knows how we got back there. But an hour and a half later, we were literally back at the ground. Ash is tearing his hair out because he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> By which time, it just became so... It got past beyond being a problem to being funny. So it was... Uh, I don't really know how it happened ourselves, but we were following diversion routes to try and get on the route home. And uh, the sat-nav wasn't taking us anywhere. And we just just kept getting lost and always migrated back to Lincoln City Football Club somehow or other. Uh, it was a nightmare. We, I, I put too much trust in those, in the iPhone maps. And I know I do because I ended up, I was travelling down to South Wales the other week and I ended up in a load of hills. And like no idea where I was. So I put too much trust in their maps in the first place. But yeah, we were heading out of Lincoln. Everything seemed fine. And they just closed this road as we got to a roundabout. And yeah, we went backwards and we were going through all these little villages in Lincolnshire. And I remember there was a motorbike shop, wasn't the Tommy on the, <laughs> I think on the, off this way. <laughs> Illuminated. And we come from pitch black, you know, dr- crawling along in the car, you know, pitch black, not lit up anywhere. And we just, we see these lights in, in sort of to, to the right. And I, I, don't, I mean, I probably can't use the language I used 
at the time on, on this podcast now. But I remember, yeah, in the same form saying to Tommy, if that's that motorbike shop, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And anyway, yeah, that it was that motorbike shop. And I was, I was emotionally, it was tiring. You'll remember the game. We'd obviously got 1-0 up and lost 2-1. And I just remember like thinking, you know, how am I going to get home? But then Tommy just started laughing. It just made it all right. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was stressing that I wasn't going to get Tommy and the guys back until God knows what time. And yeah, oh, I was, yeah, funny. But yeah, we've had many journeys like that. And, and Nick loves talking about my driving as well. It's one of his favourite sub subjects. Yeah, to be fair, that, that on that occasion, I did feel sorry for you. But I was, I was giggling. You didn't myself. show it. You didn't show much sympathy. <laughs> because... <laughs> The amount of times that I've been in a car with Ash, the worst worst place to drive with Ash is is London, because he forgets that traffic lights exist, and he's just looking for where he's going next. Will be you know half an hour from a ground, and I'm like Ash, I, I want to get there without getting ploughed into. Like he just he's just in a world of his own. I thought, and I, and he can't defend himself on this podcast, but I thought Ed Jones was a risky driver. And then Ash, Ash finally got his license. <laughs> yeah, but oh, Ash, yeah. Ash doesn't play the drums while he's driving. Give him that. That kept us entertained. To be fair, Ash just does bizarre things. That's the that's the problem. You've got to think for him, and you're in the passenger seat. And I'm not set. I'm not being a backseat driver, passenger seat driver, anything like that. If if you want a trip with Ash to a game in the car on your head, be it. That's all I'm saying. You're the worst backseat driver ever. Only when you're in the front, to be fair, Bernard. And that's uh, <laughs> we, we generally we generally have the Wigan v St Helens debate. That's the problem. Not a sport related one. Just which town's better. And and unfortunately, Bernard just doesn't stop talking, um, even if you make a valid point. So anyway, anyway, Nick, you're normally playing football manager in the back with guy or somebody that's. That's why I wasn't bothered about the Lincoln one. I still had three hours on my save. I could I could play all night. I had loads of battery on my laptop. Uh, it was a good time. Though. We've always had a good laugh on the trips. Yeah, definitely. The great trips because you get. I mean, we we've all done it for quite a number of years, and you get um, you get the whole feeling of what match day is like from a fan's perspective and from the players and coaching staff's perspective because you're constantly in touch with the fans on the way down, so you feel a real part of the build-up. And then when you get there and you see the team and you see the coaching staff and especially when it's a, a game where there's, I mean, there's something riding on every game, but especially when there's a, a real serious game or there's a real feeling that we're going to do well at a game, you get to see the different personalities and it's a, it's a very unique experience. Plus you get to sit next to a, a Latics legend for 38, 46 games a season. So, Bernard, Bernard, your pitch side. I'm not talking about you. I thought you was, was on about Ash. <laughs> no, I've got more respect. I've got more respect for Tommy Gore than to put them <laughs> in the same bracket. I know what you mean. Oh, we, we had some laughs on the commentaries this year, though, didn't we, Tommy? I mean, like uh, the weather, it, it seems to follow us around. And I think we, we, were, we were criticising ourselves because we felt like we were t- mentioning it every game. But everywhere we went, me and Tommy were getting blown away. I mean, Bristol Rovers, when Scott Wooten scored that goal late on, I mean, I've never, the equipment was flying everywhere. We were catching it, weren't we, Tommy? Pen, yeah, paper, it... headphones, and the 
you have like the sponge on the end of the headphones to to block out the block out the noise, and, and it's blowing off during the game. Oh, it was crazy, crazy. It was wild. We've had some wild nights with the wind and freezing cold as well, hasn't it? I mean, you know, from the first game away at Bradford, we we went there. I don't think we were streaming it at the time, but we were just sat there watching it, and it was absolutely like middle of winter, you know, and. Uh, but again, with some of the things that's happened this year as well, like we went to Fleetwood and we couldn't get the the uh, the link had gone down from the club, hadn't it? They only had one link, which was uh, radio line. Yeah, it's the end line. So we had to use this guy. Can't remember his name. Was it Peter? Somebody or other? I think uh, it was doing the Maybe commentary. Drank, so yeah, yeah. He and he said, him. you know, the linked in with me, so I could do what we normally do with this this guy. Peter doing the commentary what people didn't know obviously is I was about two rows in front of him he was like two rows behind me he kept calling all the players the wrong name he was calling me Tony <laughs> I couldn't actually say anything to him because it was happening so often would have just been really unprofessional to keep pulling him up and <laughs> Ash is looking at me and I'm saying well I can't do anything about it you know um and we've had times like that when, you know, Ash wasn't there one day. Which game was that? Was that Rochdale? I think you couldn't go, Ash. Yeah, Rochdale, yeah. I was uh, self-isolating earlier this year, yeah. And we got, um, who was it who did the commentary that day? John Bradley um, from Liverpool. John Bradley. Yeah, and, his, yeah. and he brought his own sort of uh, headphones and wire to connect it to. We'd had these instructions off Ash. And I, I knew how to do it because I'd watched him do it so many times. But we had this thing out to make sure it was all connected and working properly. And then he decided he was going to plug his own headphones in. So pulled mine out, plugged his in that one, plugged the other one in there, and then nothing worked. <laughs> so Ash is ringing Nick, who's again about three or four rows down, telling Nick, we can't hear anything. It's not working. It's not working. So Nick is trying to get the message to me and we're all fiddling with wires in the press box trying to get it to work or it's uh we've had some fun and games at times what Tommy's trying to say there is if there's ever any problems on Latics TV it's none of our four in this room's fault it's always somebody else's fault say uh Bernard that we're just complaining about the weather then at Bristol Rovers right. I, I, I feel more for you because you've got no cover at all have you please no, not get started you know, listen, I've got to let you know this, and this is, you know, I, I love all these guys to bits, but you can guarantee when it's absolutely lashing it down, I'll get a call off one of them and I'll look up to that press box and they're all absolutely <laughs> creasing themselves because I'm getting absolutely soaked. Do you know what I mean? And it's funny for them because they they keep going on about it being cold and cold in a press box. They take portable eaters and everything. They, they think I'm daft. Do you know what I mean? It's nice and warm in them press boxes. Whereas, whereas on the field, do you know what I mean? Freezing, no good. Getting stuff thrown at you by the speckies. And... Well, yeah, I've got a few tales uh, about that as well. And uh, young Craig, who, uh, who was our video lad, uh, who's brilliant. It was uh, some good tales with him as well. Um, but we can get onto that later. If We might have to beep, put some beeps in front of us for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bernard's well, sat yeah, in that rain. He's, he's got webbed feet now. And I don't mind, actually. The, uh, the cold, it's, it's when it's wet, it's, it's a pain, do you know what I mean? Because it, it's just drying out afterwards. But, it's, uh, but yeah, Bristol, there's, there's been a few, haven't there? But Bristol was a bad one. 
Yeah, both times have been there actually. When we, uh, some of, I imagine some of you guys will have been there when we won the league, or we just, I think we got promoted, and I think we were just about to confirm the league. Um, 2018, yeah, when when Ryan uh, when Ryan scored, yeah, yeah, again late on, I think equalised. But again, yeah, you guys would some of you guys would have been there, wouldn't you, for that one as well? Stood it where it's not terraced and uh, yeah, getting soaked. Some good picks that night, Platy. Yeah, let's start. Was you was you with us at Sheffield? That's your. I think Nick was. You was with us at Sheffield, Nick, weren't you? Oh, the one that got cancelled. The one that got yeah abandoned. Yeah, abandoned like second half when. and the ball wasn't even moving on the pitch. You know, that was a that was a bad one. It was um it's all good fun though. Do you know what I mean? It's uh yeah, it's it's all good fun. And you can stay wet in the car after and give them all a cuddle. Do you know what I mean? So that's all right. <laughs> we were just saying as well about we're always last to leave. It was uh, was it uh, Bristol City away, Ash, where you got locked in? I was just going to bring that up. We got locked oh, in the car park. The car park. Oh my and The God, car park yeah. was the furthest away that we've ever had at any ground. It was about a mile yeah. and a half, and yeah, we were locked out. We drew two two, didn't we? Yeah, late on Nathan equalised really late in the game. We were late getting away from the ground. Yeah, and yeah. Oh God, yeah, I remember that being locked in the car park. We were there for a good while as well. Not all glamour is what we're trying to get across here. <laughs> the, it, the thing is, it was such a ridiculous situation and we knew that we had such a, a long drive still to go that you, you, you couldn't even get annoyed at the situation. You just had to laugh. You could see Ash's car through the, ra- the railings were just padlocked <laughs> shut. You could see, and it was the only car on the car park. And it was like, it, it's there and let us in. I think we had to wait for about, what was it, about an hour and a half, some fella in a Wagon pulled up and unlocked the gates or something. Like that. Yeah, some security. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no wonder we're, we're up. No wonder we're up till all I was tweeting on the way back from games when we uh, when we can't actually get home. As some of the some of the games, it's been daylights when we've been getting home. So you know, it's like um, bonkers. We've had a few midweek night matches, haven't we, Platy? Where it's been late getting back like that, Mill Millwalls yeah. and places like that. Millwalls and like yeah, like your Norwich and and. Uh, those are just crazy places come back on to, um, from a night. I've done well, Norwich is a good one, Tommy. I, I was going to say, I was seeing you start to smirk then. Yeah, Norwich, uh, Norwich on the way back that time was a good one. You, you took me to, I don't know, it was like the hills have eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we've covered that one in a previous podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Tommy and, and Guy drove down together I can't, remember. I can't remember how I got to the game you drove down together didn't you and telling this tale when we got there of these like this, this cafe on the side of the road that was like there was just nothing there it was just this like but proper building like but just they were the only two in it and then we come back and on the opposite side of the carriageway was an honestly even weirder place it was completely empty save for about eight members of staff but it was like a big long diner style. Honestly, it was it all was massive, brought, wasn't it? It was massive. Yeah. As you got further and further back into the place, the lights got dimmer and dimmer. It was a bit like what is lurking in the dark. We got we got our food, got onto the car park, some fella come wandering over to us, talking to himself, and and we got in the car and locked the doors and drove off at the speed of light. That was a quite an interesting one. 
It was just in the middle of nowhere. And it's as if it's where they have like a, a Sunday market, you know, one of these Sunday markets, everybody turns up and comes out the hills and everywhere. And this middle of nowhere, there was just this place. So we, we called in and as I say, it was like, it was just weird. Just needed tumbleweed to go rolling down the road. It would have sort of summed it up, really. Is that the one you got a puncture at? No, I got the puncture going to Norwich and I got it, I had to get it repaired before kickoff. You guys, <laughs> yeah, you guys must have some of these stories as well, though. I mean, like, because obviously you you go to the games just like us. Like, I mean, yeah, you must have some crackers as well of uh, going up and down the country. I must admit, the one I've travelled with Barry once and it, it was that nice of a drive. I slept pretty much there and back when we went to um, a town in Yorkshire, didn't you, Barry? Um, I won't, I can't mention that team's name. Uh, but we ended up in a, a nice little working men's club. But that, that's that's it. I, I travelled on the supporter club for a long period of time. Uh, but Norwich, bearing, bearing in mind, I was... We played them on a Tuesday night, 1 September. And I remember turning really up... Really nice night, wasn't it? I remember that yeah, game. Really yeah, really nice. Oh, yeah, it, it, it was a really nice night to be having a drink beside the river. That's what I remember. They did chin and tonics in a can, which is unusual. I remember seeing you as I came in. But I, I remember being at the, out... Uh, there was a a pub back just near the ground and I was there at 4pm I managed to miss the first goal of the night didn't we go behind early doors um, yeah. managed to miss he's that he's not the first managed... person to miss the start of games at Norwich let me tell you that is he yeah. classy <laughs> oh go on <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> what you went the mic went off what did you say <laughs> I yeah. didn't actually miss, I, I didn't miss any of the action I just, well, you uh, did because I, I can picture you now trotting around the pitch with your, your with your case whilst the game's going on. I got the press box Norwich. Yeah, and, and they had to open the pit. Do you remember that? They had to open an hole in the floor that you're climbing. So they, <laughs> the, the woman was running around with us, so she was opening the, the hole in the floor and I just popped in and uh, stayed there for the rest of the game. You're closest yeah. to the pitch, Bernard, didn't it? You, as like... Like you said before, you get into a few scrapes and stuff. But what was it like when you were on the pitch for the Man City game for the uh, the one at the DW? Because you were right by the pitch, weren't you? When when all yeah. the fans came at the end, yeah, right near the tunnel. Um, it's like unreal, you know. It was uh, the great experiences, you know, because you, you you get to feel what the players must feel when all those those fans are around and. And what a game that was! You know what I mean? It was it was something else, um, with the with the will with the will Greg goal and stuff. It was just something else. You know what I mean? It was, but the atmosphere was was unreal, unreal. What's been the best one you've done, Patty? Oh, that's got to be uh, that. That's got to be the FA Cup final. Um, and Nick knows, and like you, you started just after that, I think, Cassie, hadn't you? Yeah. Um, and like, but Nick was Nick was with us on that day, and it was the FA Cup final. We stayed in the hotel. It was it was great. Went down with the players. Um, with on the they, they travelled down on the train, and my son and my Anthony went down on the train with them, um, getting pictures and and went to the hotel and stuff with them, and then we stayed in a, in a separate hotel for the for the night before. And I remember him asking me, he said, like, what's it going to... And I've done loads of cup finals, obviously mostly rugby finals, and, and at Wembley, and they're always great occasions. And I honestly said to him, I said, listen, mate, we're, we're playing Manchester City. Their, their bench is probably worth more than our club. 
if, if truth was known, um, like money-wise, I said, as long as we put up a good fight, it's a great occasion. Let's really enjoy it tomorrow. And I, and I remember going, it was the calmest match I've ever done in my life until that last five minutes or two minutes or whatever it was. And then it completely turned upside down to being one of the manic ones I've ever done in my life. But like that game beforehand was just the, the, the most, the further it went on, and it was nil, 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 nil. You, you get like a little buzz thinking, oh, I, you could do something here. And then, then Ben came up with that head and then, poof, that was it. <laughs> so never, that, and I can't remember a lot of it from then. Um, because you're just going to, you're going to like probably autopilot, you're just trying to get everything and everything. And I, I think I hugged Nick on the pitch about 12 times as well, running around trying to get pictures, do you know what I mean? So it was just like, it was it was bizarre, you know. And I've, I've got a picture uh, of me holding the FA Cup, which is the one, I don't usually have pictures taken, like, face with radio job, but I don't usually have, like pictures being taken, but I got a picture with um, with the FA Cup and Franco De Santo, he took it. He took the camera off me and took the picture of me in the cup. And it's just stuff like that that's it's, it's magic, isn't it? That was a magic day, that. Something something that'll live with me forever. Forever and ever. Superb. So that was the best one, Ash. I think that I've had some... They're all great, do you know what I mean? They're all... You know, that Man City game that you mentioned where we'll, we'll um, put one in and we beat them there. That was superb. And that was superb in the tunnel after with everything that went on there. That was, that was all good. But it's all... There's some brilliant games, aren't there? Uh, Stoke, uh, when, when we stayed up, uh, we managed to stay up at Stoke, and that was a that was a, a brilliant day as well. Because during that game, if I can remember, my lad who was working with me at the time as well was he had his headphones in and he was telling me, "Dad, we're relegated." Next minute, Dad was staying up. Dad, we're relegated. It was like that all the game, and then obviously when it went off at the end, that was that was it. Brilliant. But all good. I've not had a bad one to be fair. I just, I think it, I just love doing it. You know what I mean? So, they're all good. Have you, have you ever got carried away with what's oh. been going on? <laughs> or do you maintain that level of professionalism? Every game, I'm, I'm, I'm professional. I, I do let the linesmen know my name quite a lot. Um, well, they know my name, I should say, because I introduced myself during the game quite a bit. But, um, but yeah, I, but it's only banter, you know what I mean? It's um, I, I didn't know once Nick was stood behind me when I was letting loose, like nicely. But I was just, and that was only a youth game, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Where was it that Nick? Was it? There was, was no one in the stadium. It was just me and Bernard <laughs> and, and the two teams. Molyneux yeah. and he's and I, and I, I was like, do you do this every game? And then when uh, Craig come on board, uh, our videographer, and he was filming the games from behind the goal, all you can hear on the footage back is, is Platty shouting yes when we score or it's like, I, I didn't realise, I didn't realise you got that animated. I bet there's a couple of good good stories actually with um, with Craig who's a, he's, he's a belting kid. And it was, I remember him saying, like, he's obviously he's, he's part of the staff so he comes all kitted up, all in the wigging gear and and, uh, you know, the badges are all over him. It uh, looks the part. 
when I've never done that in the past, because you, you've got to sit, and I didn't tell him this at first, but you've got to sit in front of the away fans quite a lot. And as soon as they see a badge or an hat on you, you get leaded with coins, bottles, all, all other stuff. They just get battered. So we were, we were there's two of them. There was one at West Brom. I said, listen, don't, don't, we will not do any shout. Don't, don't bring anything, any attention to ourselves. Let's just go in, keep quiet, we'll do it. Film, you know, you film the game, I'll take my pictures. What happens? First goal goes in, I go off on one. Then all, <laughs> then all the fans behind find out that we're Wigan fans. And that was it then, all through the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got actually, we got peppered. Uh, and the other one was at Leeds. And Leeds, the last the last time we beat them at Leeds, like we, there's two great wins when they're at Leeds, but the, the last time we did, where, if you remember where you sit uh, on that right-hand side, they only give you the top layer this this time for some reason. But the bottom layer, they sold to the Leeds fans um, and they were right behind us. But unbeknownst, we just walked in and sat down. We all thought you was Wigan fans behind us. And then we both went off that game and we got the winning goal. And we didn't have to get some abuse that game, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they were right near us, you know, so... But it's all bad, it's all fun, and it? it's all a bit of banter, but it's um, it's it's good fun. How about you, Ash? I mean, you know, I've sat down. I mean, I have to be sit there and listen to you commentate, and then just come in with comments. And sometimes I'm forgetting myself, and you know, you've got a live mic in front of you, so you've really got to always be aware of that's the situation, you know. And you know, I know Ash has warned me a few times because my feet are going underneath the desk as if I'm trying to kick the ball about kicking wires out and all of that. So, but you really have to concentrate. I mean, Ash, you're commentating on the game. I only come in, you know, as and when. But how do you find it? Do you find it difficult to forget yourself sometime and sort of try and talk as if you're a fan? Yeah, you get lost. You get lost in it, don't you? Like, like you said, like you yourself, like you know, you're kicking under the table, you know, and I'm the same. You. Yeah, you get lost in it. Um, yeah, and it means so much. That's the thing. Over time, it it became like for me, it, it meant so much. And especially like the last twelve months, the you know the the season that we had and the ups and the downs. You mentioned about Lincoln, and you had the high of like Navy scoring in that game in the first half, and then obviously Lincoln scored too late on, and we had so many lows. And then yeah, you know nights like Bristol Rovers, and yeah, just similar to to everyone on this call really because it means so much you get lost in it and at the end you, you just forget what you're actually doing I mean yeah Bristol Rovers being a great example where somebody put the clip on of that and I listened to it back and I thought that is the most unprofessional bit of commentary I've, I've ever heard in my life I've, I don't think I've even described what's happened or said anything I've just been screaming Scott Wooten's name but yeah it just means so much so you get lost in it completely um, yeah and it's it is great. You feel really lucky to do it because it's uh, it is such good fun. Um, like what we do, like you say, with the travelling, the commentating, um, it's brilliant. Yeah, really is great. Like like you say, Ashley, that you, you get carried away with it, and but you can understand why because because you're working with the boys and the lads every day. It it, it becomes personal, um, because you, you get to know the, the lads. You know what they're, they're aiming for. You know you know how to the way they want to play and when they play that way and you can't help it you know what I mean it's just you want the best for them you know what I mean it's um, it's and that's when you see you hear Ash going off I can hear him pitch side sometimes 
you know what I mean? So, that's been the strange thing this year, though, hasn't it? Like, where, yeah, I've, I've reined myself in now and again, but then equally, yeah, in them moments, you just can't help it. But when, when it's been behind closed doors, that's been what's crazy. You're almost keeping your voice down a little bit because you don't want to be shouting and bawling and everyone looking at you. And it's a bit different when fans are in, you know, because, yeah, you're the only other people that are sat around you looking at you. But it's, uh, yeah, that, that's been really strange this year, I found. It was really strange to, yeah, to adapt to that. That's the great thing about the game, isn't it? You get lost in the emotion of it, especially when there's a, a crowd in and the atmosphere. But when there's no crowd in, you still get lost in the emotion. And I think it, it just heightens everything a little bit, doesn't it? Because you're so aware of your own voice, really, as you're saying. And it's, it's uh, you know, it, it does become very emotional at times. Are you all looking forward to getting back now? It's been too long, hasn't it? Oh, certainly <laughs> yeah. has. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be good to it'd be good to get back into the uh, into the ground. Everything seems nice and positive. Some really, really good um, summer signings. What what is it like this time of year for for you guys in the in the build up? Obviously, there's a few preseason games here and there, and new guys coming in. What's what's it generally like being around the club now? Like anyone can start that one off. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting because. Generally, I, during the season, you have like a structure to what you're doing based on the games, really. I mean, you have like bigger plans and stuff around what you're doing. But generally, you have that Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, similar to what like the playing squad and what's, what you guys will have with your plans for the week around the games and stuff. So this time of year, you obviously lose that bit of structure with the games. And you also then, like you say, you might have somebody coming in you know, for a medical, you know, as a player signing. So you plan what you're going to do around that. And... Um, so it can be it can be really unpredictable at this time of year, um, but it is such good fun, you know. And we've been really lucky. We went out to La Cala a couple of times as a team. Um, we, Sai, you mentioned just before we were recording about um, Callum McManaman coming back that summer, um, which was which was crazy in itself because I think we were flying back on the day he, I think he flew out in the morning, if I'm right, Nick, and did his medical and everything out there. So we had a flight back at. I want to say like five, six o'clock local time. So by the time everything had been done and agreed and signed, we, we'd been doing stuff with him all day, filming stuff. And we did like the return of the Mac video. We met him at the airport, but um, we were really against time for announcing it. I think we did announce that in Malaga airport, didn't we, that one? Yeah, I think we were, to be honest, I think we were still sat in the taxi on the way to the airport. I don't even think we got there. Um, yeah, doing it, yeah. And then well, that trip, makes me laugh because we went out for the entire week the only day we weren't there was the day that they had a game so we couldn't cover the game so we covered yeah, all like the training off game, didn't they, against... the game. Yeah, did you get definitely... that one Bernard did you get to go to Spain Bernard by any chance for a trip no uh, do you know what it was to be fair to refer to us it was under cards but <laughs> you had your pace you had your case packed, but you just didn't get the invites. That, you know, <laughs> uh, I think I might have had other other jobs on. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but his first so first to last, yeah. Be, be, you know what I mean? He's, he's always looked after us. Have you, have you got anything booked in this week, Bernard? At all? Have you? You know, are you booked in for any pictures or anything like that? Um, uh, not not this week. I'm not um, this week. They're they're away at the moment, um, and it's just like a, a team bonding. Um, you know, like a team bonding exercise, which is good. So it's um, they're back at the 
back at the, the weekend, obviously, for the game. So that's, um, you know, that's first pre-season and then back on Tuesday. Yeah, are you are you um, are you going to nice warm Oldham? Uh, always warm at Oldham, isn't it? No matter what time of the year. And obviously, uh, heavily sarcastic there because that's another freezing ground, isn't it? Yeah, it, it might be coolest, but I'm at Wembley this weekend. Um, I've got a I've got a lad who's covering it for me. Um, but I'm at uh, I'm at Wembley with Saint Helens that in the Challenge Cup final. So I go down on Thursday for that. So yeah, that should be um, a Friday morning. Sorry, so that should be. A decent weekend, hopefully. Yeah, and I'm going to Oldham Saturday. Try and get to know all the new players. Christ, it's another new team again, isn't it? It's just been crazy 12 months trying to, you know, just familiarise yourself with all the players, you know. Um, like, unlike Ash and Nick, when they were there all the time, full-time, and meeting them, of course, I'm not. I'm only really covering the game, so I only get to see them on match days. And uh, as I say, it's, it's like a, a new team all over again now to have to get used to everybody. Yeah, there's some there's some um, some decent names come in, isn't there, Nick? I mean, I suppose for you, it'd be the first time in a long time that you're going to be back in the stands and being able to fully cheer on the boys, not having to think, oh, I'm I'm working kind of thing. You're looking forward to getting back. It's it's quite exciting to be honest, because I think in the I mean, I I went to the games for two different halves of seasons a few years ago, uh, 2016. 2017 for a little bit and uh, didn't quite enjoy it as much as I used to before I started working for the club because I, I just, I mean, I missed it and, and I ended up coming back. But then after, you know, getting to know quite a lot of people like yourselves, other supporters through social media and it's it's a bit cliche, but meeting people through social media, I'm excited to go and, and see some of these people and have a beer and experience the game from different perspectives and you know it, it, it's it, it, I'm looking forward to it for, for more reasons than just getting back in the stadium because there's a lot of good people that I've met over the years and, and met them in person as well at, at different matches but yeah to be able to go and, and actually take it in as a fan this last month being an England fan I've enjoyed it so much so I was hoping that the season would get moved forward but um, yeah I, I can't wait and, and given that you know, restrictions are easing as much as we've got to be safe and stuff still. To, to be able to get back in and there just be as many fans as we can have in the stadium, that, that first game is going to be be some atmosphere. Are you going to be hurling some abuse at Bernard? Because obviously, in a way, ends we might be behind him then, behind the goal. Uh, will there some abuse going his way? He'd probably try and avoid where I'm sat, to be honest, because he wants to sit on the other side and picture me in compromising situations. That's what it is. <laughs> So he did last time, pictures of me shouting and screaming. Well, I don't do much shouting and screaming like that. Bernard um, likes to stitch me up all the time, that's the thing. Although he did get Ash eating eating a full pie with his hands once at Bradford, that, that made, me, made me chuckle. But. That picture always does the rounds as well. My dad put it on Facebook, so every year when it's like a, a memory, um, every year I see that photo now. Yeah, I get it sent to me. Terrible. You're all going to be in it together, but... <laughs> my favourite one's the one you're putting your thumb up that's that's the best one of you ever yeah I don't, yeah there's a photo of me putting my thumb up isn't there to somebody in the press box I think just saying yeah that's where you meant to sit and you forget that Placky he takes more photos <laughs> of me and Tommy and commentating <laughs> than he does of the game 
we get the photos after the game. Some of the lads text us saying, have you got a photo of me from today's game? And I've got about 15 of me commentating and Tommy and um, Craig previously was doing the video walking around the ground and stuff and Nick in the press box. But I haven't got photos of Nick Powell or whoever it's been over the years or Will Gregor. Yeah. Just just before we, we wrap things up, who's who's been the biggest personality that's really tried to get involved with you guys player-wise? Obviously, you mentioned Nick Powell, and I, I know he was always lurking around Exton near the um, the media room. But, you know, for all of you, who, who's been the, the one who's been a real character and they're probably the best to work with? That's, it's so hard, that, because, like, you've, like, even, like, I think everybody on this call has been there longer than I have, and I, I was obviously there for seven or eight years. Off the top of my head, we had some really good lads, like Jamal Lowe was great, Michael Jacobs, Will Grigg, Christian Walton, Brilliant. Like, you feel bad naming because there'll be loads you miss out. But yeah, we're really lucky. Like, last three or four years as well, we had so many. Like, I don't know about what you guys felt, but like, I felt with, everybody was like so engaged with it over the last three, four years as well with the lads. And generally, whether it's via social media or different things they did, I, I just thought we were really lucky. We had a really good group. Like the last 12 months, through all the challenges that we faced, we had a really good group of lads that, yeah, communicated really well uh, um, and we're really good, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, it's difficult to name them. Will, Will was excellent. Obviously, we had a really special time with Will and Will was really Will was really good. Is he coming back, do you think? Come on, boys, you, what's your views on it? I don't think so. I, th- I think... No, no I think not now. I think with Charlie White coming in and Stephen Humphreys, I think it's... Uh, you'd be getting towards the greedish phase, wouldn't you, of having... Uh, too much to pick up front because obviously we've got players already at the club as well who can who can do a, a good job who've served us well which does bring me on to probably um, unless these guys have got anything to bring in after me what I want to go for each of you in turn probably start off with you Nick of what you think's going to come for the you know the season what's your aspirations and where do you think we will uh, will place I mean I mean not knowing what the players are like, but just to go back to Ash's point there about the last sort of four seasons and what the diff, what the groups of players have been like, they seem like a very similar, but the, the, the lads we've signed seem like very similar characters that are going to fit in. Certainly they say, they're saying the right things and as much as you can, you know, give them hints and tips of, of what to say before you interview and once the camera starts rolling and stuff, they say what they want. So, this, you know, the things that they've said, the, the complimentary things they've said about the club. And I saw the interview with Humphreys the other day about talking about the FA Cup final. And we do seem to attract players. And, you know, there's always that thing of people getting Wigan Athletic. And I think <coughs> we always do seem to, particularly, again, just to reiterate the point, the last four seasons or so, we, we've signed players who just seem to get it. And, and the lads who come in this time, they're exactly the same. Mix that in with the, you know, the some of the players who've re-signed and and then the academy players that that Gregor and his team have brought through. And and I mean, I don't want to get too carried away, but I think we'll do. I think we'll do well. I know we've still got to make some signs, but I think we'll do well. And and as much as it was battling to stay in the league, and and some of those players have left, you're still riding the crest of a wave and. And with the fans in the stadium behind the team, 
I actually think we can only we can only get better than than what we've been, and and quite significantly better than last season. And that's no disrespect to the players because it was such a difficult set of circumstances. Is why we we struggled because you could never you could never gel a team together. But um, yeah, I'm 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 confident. I'm I'm positive. But you know, Ashel uh, vouch for me. I, I I never moan, and I'm always positive. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, are you Nick? Are you saying that if you uh, if we let Latics gel, they can go anywhere? Is that what you? They can. Is that what they, can they can. They can go anywhere. Uh, can I Bernard, mention, yeah, yeah go on. Sorry, uh, I was just going to follow up on that one. I was at training last was last Wednesday or Thursday, I think it was, and um, <clears throat> I can honestly say now, hand on heart. This season is going to be a belter, and I, you can you can feel that because because of the atmosphere. Uh, now this is pre-season where they're getting flogged, and I mean, like Ash will tell you, he's been and, and Nick and Tommy. Tommy's done it, hasn't it? But it absolutely get flogged in pre-season. But the atmosphere was superb, absolutely superb, and I, I, it's definitely going to be a good season. I'm going to put it out there. It's going to be a top season. Definitely. Is there, going be, is there going to be scenes like Doncaster away last day of the season then? Oh, I, I, do you know what? I might even go and put a tenner on it. It's going to be something else this year. You can just, you can just feel that the atmosphere was just, honestly, God, it was magic. So it's right from the, 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 you know, the training, the coaching staff, right through to the players, all the banter they were having, everybody getting on, laughing, joking. It was just a really good atmosphere. So fingers crossed. Tommy, same for you. What's your your hopes and dreams, I suppose, for the for the coming season? Yeah, I, th- I think we've got to tinge you with a little bit of reality. Like we said earlier, it's a it's a brand new team again, and it will take time to gel. Um, but I agree with what Nick and Bernard have said. It, it, you know, and I've said it in commentary. Ash has heard me a million times say it on air and off air. You know, if you get good players together uh, and you have a good team spirit, it's you know that's a very hard recipe to beat. You know, it 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 creates its own atmosphere, and I think great credit's got to go to Gregor with the young players and and Liam with the staff that he and the players that he's brought in now, that it generates that team spirit. And once you've got that team spirit, as I say, you ally that to the ability which all these players will have. It's you know, it's a recipe for success and. You can see it building. Um, I just, uh, I just don't want to get too carried away with it all because we do have to sort of, you know, don't forget where we were six months ago. Thankfully, we're out of that. It's all in the past, and I don't want to dwell on it. But um, it will take a little bit of time for the team to gel um, and, and and sort of generate the, the where you go into games and you go there expecting to win every game. I'm sure with the players we've got. I think there's always the you know the chance that you're going to be up there, and I think it's up there challenging for promotion is where we should be. And I wouldn't be surprised one little bit if Bernard's tenor was perfectly safe. Lastly, Ash, I'll bring you in. What's uh, what do you think will happen for the Latics? I think I'm a little bit in line with what each of the guys said. I think it's really positive going into the season it's great the atmosphere around you know what i see on social media and stuff uh, you know from afar uh, is really you know it's really great to see and i think everybody is 
very mindful of where we were, yeah, not long ago, and is grateful for that. Um, but yeah, I think I'm in line with Tommy as well in the sense that we've been there. I remember under Gary in 2015-16, different circumstances, but we built a new team, and we haven't built a completely new team now because it's you know still a lot of lads about from last year, but. It does take a little bit of time. Um, so I think we need to try. I hope everybody tries to, you know, stay on, stay, you know, stay on the pace that we're on at the moment and really tries to, you know, be um, together, you know, in what we do and is really, you know, passionate for, for starting again. And, and even if we have some lows, which we, you know, inevitably will have, you know, we, you know, everybody picks ourselves up and is, um, you know, getting behind the team and stuff like, you know, like I think everybody will as well. So I think everybody's missed it so much and with everything that's gone yeah. on. I can't wait for that first like home game back. You know, I think it's going to be amazing. You know, we're, you know, we're one of the very few clubs that probably at no point, well, in the last 18 months, you know, clubs have, I know in December time, some clubs had fans back, you know, in small numbers. Um, and then obviously teams had playoff matches and stuff in front of fans. But, you know, there's, we're one of the, few clubs that haven't played in front of fans you know in the last 18 months and um, home and away but but especially you know the DW so I just can't wait um for that first game back to be honest I mean that'll be that'll be a really special day reiterate what Ash was just saying you know obviously with the threat of losing the club and the fact that nobody's been allowed in that first game back will be very special it's going to be magic it's going to be really magic this year Thank you very much, guys, for uh, for coming on for the uh, the behind the scenes look at everything that goes on at Latics and uh, some tales there that I know people will enjoy listening to. And we'll be back next week with our season preview. Hopefully, a, a few more plays through the door, some more pictures. Hopefully, Bernard from yourself. But uh, like I say, thanks once again, guys, and um, let's have a let's have a great season. 